So this episode is sponsored by Inside Tracker and Meg, why don't you run down what Inside Tracker is and what you can get? Yeah, so Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging genetics and biometrics. With a simple blood test and using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. And the good news for our listeners is for a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash drop in. Hi, I'm Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to The Drop, our weekly podcast about all things running. We get excited every week because really, other than running, we have nothing in our lives. So without that, we uh, have nothing to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, we've got kids and family and jobs and stuff, but really running is the only thing that we're living for. Mm. Oh, you don't know my... I don't talk about the other parts of my life. Uh, you're, You're... what what would be the other part of your life? I don't even know. Squirrel chasing? Uh, I do that sometimes. Only on weekends. Finding after ca- long runs. <laughs> Searching the streets for trash. That is a hobby I've come come quite accustomed to. I was thinking about that in Baltimore. You get the good with the bad. Right. You get the copious amounts of trash everywhere. You get trash within that treasure. Yeah. Or Wait, treasure, treasure within, within that, that trash. trash. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing people don't realize. Like, you can't run in the rural areas and find twenty dollars on the ground. Exactly. You know, or two hundred. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Robbie, you found a canister of undeveloped film on your run last <laughs> Dude, night. Dude, it's I am on pins and needles right now. What as gonna, we speak. What are you gonna do with that? Oh, I have it in my pocket. I mean, I'm so excited. I hope. Where do they even? Where can you get film developed these days? So it's that's probably bad. That's an issue. I don't, I don't know. know. You, you put in this black canister. That thing's surviving. What if the that's like next the next nuclear What war. is it? The Magruder tapes or Sagruder tapes? Well, I forget that they're called. Uh, Zapruder tapes? Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, Kennedy. Uh, yeah. And what if there's something on there that you're like, oh my So this is God. where, this, okay, so let me let me see. Last night I was on a run. And uh, as usual, I'm running through, you know, Baltimore City. And uh, it's dark out, of course. But I run past, it's actually in our neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> a house that's getting renovated, and there's a dumpster outside. And uh, next to the dumpster, that ah, <laughs> I know him, I was attracted to the dumpster. Uh, it as I'm running past, <clears throat> I look down, and and I just like see the canister. So I run like a block, and I'm like, I, I gotta go back and check and see if there's something in that. And so sure enough, I go back and I pick it up. You can hear that. Okay, Robbie Raccoon at his uh, antics again. I got to tell you something. If I saw a black vial on the ground you know, you in Baltimore what? City, I'm not going near really? it. Really? As a matter of fact, I'm thinking there's something gross in there or drugs. There, you're not You're not intrigued. I'm intrigued to get away from it. Okay. Like, I wow. would be, like, May, do you, would you stop and pick it up? No. Really? You're like, we're, we're like opposite poles of a magnet. Yeah. Like, um, I avoid the trash, you go towards the trash. So I picked it up, and I heard there's something in it, and I uh, didn't check it until I got home because I wanted to be even more surprised. 
And sure enough, uh, there's a role of film in there that's undeveloped. And I wasn't sure at first. I was like, because I couldn't remember, is it just a new role of film or undeveloped? But it doesn't have a leading edge out of it. Right. So it's undeveloped. Yeah. So anyways, I'm trying to figure out. That's uh, a good name for a band, by the way. Undeveloped? No, leading edge. <laughs> I was like, leading edge, yeah. Especially undeveloped just sounds edge. like a, a post-hardcore like yeah. or something band. But anyways, so I went this morning <laughs> before I came into work to Walgreens. Uh, known for their film developing services worldwide. And the woman's like, yeah, we, the company we've been sending it to just like isn't getting back to us. Okay, that's like, (laughs) that's not a non-answer about whether you develop film. I was like, so you don't develop film then? She's like, no. Well, we do develop it. You just never get it back. That seems (laughs) seems like a large problem. So there's got to be an internet company or something, right? Yeah, because I think they send it out, but... They probably send you an envelope. You I feel like in, Amazon's probably all over that. You can probably just like give it to a drop they off should. Amazon. There thing are and be like we'll do it. There are internet services, but I was hoping maybe I could get it turned around quickly here. I think those take a couple weeks. What are you like? He, what he, do you, you know? Want what he wants like this? a photo hut. Remember the photo huts, like twenty four hour double prints. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, but like, what what are you hoping is on this roll of film? Just something interesting. I don't know because this is the thing. If it's, uh, I'm hoping it's like leads to an unsolved mystery. <laughs> Uh, but if if it's what if it's murder? Photos? That's what I mean. If it is something like that, then I'm screwed because they're going to flag it, and then I'm, they're going to think I murdered someone. <laughs> that is a dangerous thing. You don't even think about like if there's something illegal on there, child. Trust me, stuff I, or whatever. I, I thought this out, okay. so I did think about that, and then I realized, well, my Strava uh, GPS will, <laughs> will corroborate my statement. That's what somebody trying to hide something would say to the cops. I was. I have a Strava segment here. I, tell I was you what, nowhere near the murder. The last time <laughs> I had a roll of film like that, it was like from a middle school dance. So I hope you get something on that level. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I said, it's probably just boring family photos. Yeah. If there's if there's even something remotely interesting, should we put it on a T-shirt? <laughs> it could. I mean, it look like a Kanye West album. Yeah, yeah. we should do it. Um, I'll. Uh, but I'll definitely post it to the gram. Once Speaking of Kanye, out. aren't you glad you're not Pete Davidson? Uh, yeah. Why he's going to I'm, space? I'm it's glad fine. I'm not either of them. Yeah, <laughs> I just so much anger. I couldn't imagine waking up every day. So I just found out today that they're basically neighbors because oh. Kanye bought the house next to Kim. So they like so imagine that. That's oh. why he's going to space. Okay, I know this is like <laughs> I gotta get away from. I know that guy. this is strange from running. Has nothing to do with. I know this is strange yeah. from running, but this is definitely a uh, simulation scenario okay imagine like a dude who just like lives on long or staten island just kind of works his way into snl this is basically billy madison or like having yeah. like in real life works his way into snl then is marrying like the most famous woman is he marrying the, or are not marrying, dating yeah. the most famous woman in the world whose ex is the greatest rapper alive yeah i might just bow out because you don't like you're a footnote to, I, I don't know. Maybe this would be a good movie. <laughs> That's what I'm, it's like a simulation. There's yeah. no way this is real. Yeah, it is a movie. Anyways, all right. I will say I know we're so far from running. <laughs> we'll get back to it. I said at the beginning of the show we don't live for anything but running. But so I'm proving myself <laughs> wrong. But like Kanye, I'm actually seeing his genius through these posts, though. Like as an artist, he's expressing himself in ways that are. Well, very, like gripping, like we're fascinated by what he's doing. You've always, everyone's has said forever that he's crazy, mm. which obviously he has some mental issues. But, 
But it's all he's still in the top at the top. Yeah. So is he? Well, maybe you have to be crazy. I think it's part of the package deal. Yeah. I mean, look at us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> crazy. We're nuts over here, doing just fine. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so why don't we get into our running? So we had a 5K this past week. We also are continuing to train. Megan's ramping up for Boston. Robbie's got a 50K this weekend. Uh, I'm starting my training for a half marathon coming up here in two weeks. Like a week and a half. A it's week not and really a half. Ramping up. It's oh. more yeah. like... This is one of those ones where I'm not properly trained for, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, I mean, am I properly trained yeah, for it? Yeah. You do You'll long runs every weekend. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's get into it. I want the Rob report on what's happening leading up to Hat 50K, where your head's at, how you're feeling. What can we expect this weekend, Robbie? Uh, well, I took, I think I did like the reverse taper. So you know you should do the least <laughs> amount of mileage in the week leading the race. I did You're that last. Up. I did that last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, some circumstances are beyond my control. My wife was out of town for a few days, so. Well, that's taper for fifty k. You should be tapering. Yeah, but I only ran like twelve miles. You'll be week. fine. Um, so Robbie seems to be able to pull rabbits out of his purse. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've been I've actually ran the last few days, so I I feel good. Um, I mean, I have no issues with like thinking I'll be able to finish it under my. See, that's what I think is beautiful about ultras. Yeah, you, you just you just like it's either going to be a couple few hours of immense pain or it's going to be okay. Like you can give up whenever and still finish it, and no yeah. one cares. <laughs> yeah, I was aiming for a twelve hour fifty k. <laughs> yeah, no. um, but I I feel uh, you know after that twenty mile long run last weekend, I was like, okay, this is solid. I want to finish under six hours. Super a goal would be like five forty or something, uh, five thirty. But that would be crazy. I, I don't think, think it's do I it. don't think it's crazy because. I think that you are better on the trails than I am, and I've run a five forty something there. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I ran a five. I think it was oh, forty six. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I ran a six oh eight there last time, so doable. I don't. I'm having a problem with what shoes I'm gonna wear. Like I was I'm gonna ask. Did my you mind. decide? No, because bring them all. <laughs> yeah. There's Do three you, loops. Yeah, I know. One but for each loop. I probably will bring at least two pairs, but. I don't want to spend a lot of time yeah. changing now. Here's the problem. It's going to rain now between. Right. That's so what. You're um, going to have, you're going to want dry socks and you're going to want a pair of shoes that aren't totally mm. three pounds heavier with mud. But here's, here's the thing. So there's a decent road section. Maybe, mm -hmm. did we talk about this in the last? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about that. The road section, the field section, the mud. Technical climbing. Technical, the, so, and, and creek crossings where you're going to get wet. Yeah. So what's the deal there? If, if I it, always go for comfort. Okay. At the end of the day. I mean, you need some traction, but like. The Innovates that I wore the one time. It's not a bad idea. I had probably my fastest time on the course, but my feet got killed on the road section. Yeah, they're a little firm. Well, this was also like the low, low drop. Like. Yeah, they're all low drop. Thin. It was the. The trail claw or whatever. It's like, called. what about the Solomon? Um, Ooh, glide ride? Yeah. Uh, no, the ultra glide. Ultra yeah, glide. I would do that if I, I don't He's, have those. He doesn't have I the got the wrong oh. size. Remember, yeah. he gave yeah, yeah, Brandon yeah. his pair. That actually would, man, now that I think about it, I probably would have That'd be the perfect shoe. 
Yeah. Uh, Do you have the Challenger ATR or? No, I don't have any. Like I have the last version of the Speed Goat, which I guess I could do, but and you know they didn't have my size in this newest one. But then there's the like the if the Nike Trail, like the the Peg Trail, mm-hmm. if that that has the right cushioning. But if it, I feel like if it gets wet, it's gonna be so heavy because I've I have run in that wet before. What about the GTX? Well, that's what I was wondering. But then if that gets submerged, then it's like real it, disaster. It, it's only going to be for a little while. Like you're going to get, it'll submerge. Your your foot will push out the moisture because it's just going to expand. I think you can get the water out. I've also it's thought not going to be like quick draining, but you can get the water out. Yeah. I've also thought about the Speedland because um, that would drain super well. And then I've thought about the Tecton X, but the traction on that is not great. And what muddy, about that Adidas conditions. shoe that we had? The that's one that's also like one that I'm that was actually at the top of my list, the Tarek Speed Ultra. Yeah, I, I think you're just gonna have to make a game time decision. Yeah. Look, you're light. That's a nimble shoe. Well, this is a good problem to have. I understand. Everyone probably on listening to this probably thinks, yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. that we're even talking about it. I've seen people if the course dries out. I've seen people run hat in a pair of Brooks Ghost. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, you, you can, can run in pegs for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think it, to to Meg's point, I would air comfort over technical. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, all right. So we're gonna all wish Robbie excellent Thanks. luck this weekend. I are you gonna come up? I want to come up. So uh, I think I'll grab uh, Brandon. Maybe we'll grab a couple cameras. So if we get some epic pictures Ooh, of yeah. Robbie, well, there will be other faster bastards joining us. There time. will be, but we have a favorite on this day. Um, and then I can bring up the I can bring up the flags and we can get those epic finish line photos of yeah you know bastards carrying the flag up which oh, I always yeah. love. Um, oh, yeah. they and they have like the best swag ever, you know. So, so this year they're doing like Patagonia shirts. What? Nice. Yeah. Did you see Patagonia did a uh, collaboration with Dogfish Head and they have a beer? It's like oh, Col- really? Kalina or something. I forget the name of it, but weird. Yeah, I mean, it's got Patagonia branding on the beer can. That's interesting because oh, so. Dogfish has an East Coast beer company. It is. I thought that was interesting. Also, like Patagonia, it's kind of off-brand a little bit. Yeah. Like they're sustainable hippies. And I guess Dogfish Head is a little bit like I that. feel like that's fine. Yeah. No, but beer is more what I'm saying. Like no. they're about adventure and outdoor. Yeah. And beer. Mm. I mean, like the people that are going to be drinking that are going to be yanking it out of their Yeti cooler. And, you know. Maybe their new Ford Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm not judging. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. What What else is uh, happening? We got Megan's training. How's that going, Meg? Um, it is going well. So this past Saturday, we had like the most insane weather in Worst the world. Worst weekend. It's so glad oh, that yeah, wasn't forgot, last weekend. Oh, my gosh. It's the only time I've ever started a long run outside and then finished on the treadmill. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I was, blame you, man. That was the worst. I was getting ever. ready to go out, and it was rain in the morning, and so uh, right when I was getting out, was when it was shifting to snow. Megan pops back in; she's completely soaked head to toe, like wet rat. Like similar to Wednesday morning, that workout that was real bad. Yeah, it was like pretty similar, like high thirties, mid thirties, and just pouring rain. So I went out with like a rain jacket and gloves and, and tights, and it was okay for a while. But then I was just like soaked to the bone and the rain started turning into ice. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like getting like hit in the face because it was also 20 <laughs> mile per hour winds. And I was like, this is painful. So I like turned around and then it turned back into rain. And I was like, all right, let me just go switch out my gloves because they were soaked. And I was like, if my hands are warm, I'll be fine. So I swapped out my gloves. I went back outside to start running 
and I was just frozen. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. Oh, that's yeah. the kind of cold that gets to your bones. Yeah. So I just hopped on the treadmill. And I took one for the team, <laughs> went out and ran outside so she could use the treadmill. <laughs> You had what? four miles to uh, do. What a, you're up yeah. for the sainthood. Man. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I basically went out uh, for the Saturday morning to take a shot with the Faster Bastards, do my little four-mile shakeout, and uh, head back to the house. But my foot problems seem to have disappeared. Oh, that's but good. Before we leave Megan here and her training for Boston, um, we will be doing a shakeout run, a uh, bagel run, in Boston yeah. with Asics, so it's come. They're gonna have Asics shoes demos. They're gonna have Asics. So this is Sunday, April seventeenth, the day before the Boston Marathon. We're 8 30 doing a.m. a shakeout run with a bunch of bagels and coffee. Um, Megan Featherson will be there. She's gonna be giving some last minute nutrition tips, and they'll have like recovery. Um, Stuff so like the boots, Normatec boots. Get your legs in good shape, right? Thomas's hands. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) look, I'm gonna be jumping around with all kinds of energy because I'm just doing the 5K on Saturday up there in Boston. Another one, I hate them. You're gonna be in full on party mode. Yeah, and I'm gonna be ready to ready to party uh, for you guys on Sunday and just hang. I'm excited to get to run with some of the some of the people that listen to the show and the podcast. So if you're out there and you're going to Boston. Definitely, we have an RSVP page set up because we need to know how many bagels. Because I think we're going to go through. I, I think the metric weight is shit ton of bagels. Um, so, and we'll you got to carb up for for Monday anyway. We'll put the link in the description for you to RSVP. Yep. Yeah, but it's going to be fun. It'll also be in this week's email. Um, so check that out. If you don't subscribe to our email, you should. You get a great recap of everything we've done that week as far as reviews and videos. And you also get a little blurb from Robbie, kind of like Robbie's corner. Yeah, who knows what it could be? It's a grab bag. It is. Last week had me cracking up. Oh, I'm so glad. it's All a right. good. It's a good time. All right. I do have for the first time in a long time this weird tight Achilles oh. happening, but it's. I know what I did. I was at the pet ER all day on Monday because no our water. dog has pneumonia, and uh, I didn't drink a sip of water all day, and then went out for a run. And I was super oh. dehydrated and like all of my tendons were tight. And I was like, this is a horrible idea. Yeah. I know my foot drama went on for a long time. I finally got with Ben Adams who works for PT here. And sounds like the 34th president or something. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Or actually probably like a third president. Yeah. Yeah. John Adams. Yeah. Brother Ben. John Adams is third. Is it Jefferson? Dude, man? I look, I graduated was from like elementary grade. school yeah. like a long time ago. States and presidents are gone in my head now. Yeah. I've I've used them so much in my adult life. Um well it would have been perfect for today. Yeah. Although if it comes up on Jeopardy, oh, I was right. Who's the second one? Then. Yeah. Okay. So I met with him. He gave me some stretches to do and said it didn't sound like a stress fracture. And and I don't know if it was just the timing of everything or if his stretches work. I want to hope his stretches work. I've been doing them. I continue to do them, and uh, things are going well. I was able to run the 5K that I was a little worried about not being able to run. Big shout-out to our Widefoot reviewer, uh, Jarrett, who set a goal. And I think for Jarrett, you know, it, it was a, not an audacious goal, but a big, big goal <laughs> for Jarrett. Like, he used to be somebody that once he pushed past the nines, it, he was struggling, and he wanted to do a sub-20-minute 5K. Yeah. 
and he's been working out and he's been crushing his workouts. He's been working with Meg and, uh, he went out and just destroyed uh, not, a, not even close. Like it wasn't like a 1959. He did a 1930 mm-hmm. and just reeled it in. And I couldn't be more proud of the kid. Cause I think he's, he really worked. I watched him work. He did the training. He did everything that you asked him to do. I mean, he, he's someone who pushes like, like pushes for pain. Like, yeah, he, he works hard. No, he definitely does. Like, don't take the strong way. If you look at him, you won't be like, that's like a soup, like that's like, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying like if he was lined up, you wouldn't be like who in this group is going to go sub 19. Right. Um, but like he uses every advantage he has mentally, physically, puts it all out there. And he did it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I did exactly what my chorus watch told me I would do with my (laughs) current fitness. So I was pretty happy with that. I ended up with a 20 minute, 21 minute flat, 5k which you're like the only person who's okay with the zero flat. zero yeah you know you get greedy it's yeah. like oh i could have had a 20 you know 59 yeah. or something but i, I don't care uh <laughs> like it, honestly in the results in this one i think i'm mentally getting better like of course i'd want to be faster i'd love to be in the position to uh, sub 20 at a 5k right now but that's just not where i am right now and i think that's in the past where i used to get f myself in the head because I would be like, this is where I should be, even though my fitness and my level, considering that I'm coming off the foot thing, I didn't do any speed work until a couple of weeks ago and got through. I remember when I told you, I said, hey, Meg, I want to go fast at the 5K. And you're like, you're injured and it's it's a month away. And I was like, just get me there. And you're like, whatever. All right. And then I tried to, I actually tried to keep up with Jarrett on uh, one of the 800s. And that's when I kind of realized I wasn't in shape for like sub sub 20 right now because uh when we did the 800s he was just crushing me and i just couldn't couldn't hold with him but normally like that would have spun me into some form of depression or or something because i wasn't performing to where i i thought i should be where this time for some reason my mind has just switched to be like okay i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do the best i can with the fitness i have and i felt great and i felt great about the result uh where where i ended up and it wasn't a PR. It wasn't anything like that. But you know, it was, it was what I had for that day. So I was happy, and then did shots with the entire bar. Spent more money on right. bullet than I could have <laughs> bought like four bottles of bullet. For I bought, I think twenty shots of a bullet, and it, yeah, it was it was two hundred something bucks, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that was dumb. Bullets probably like what 50 bucks a a bottle yeah you definitely could have bought four bottles yeah but you know you're all endorphins are popping don't we have some of the office you could just pack in your you know we're at the we're at the finish line (laughs) we're at the finish line yeah he like hands me back the credit card as we're leaving and i was like where did you get this (laughs) he's a guy i found it in your bag and i was like what did you buy he's like uh 20 shots a pair of alpha flies yeah I'm saying that I enjoyed spending that money because we all enjoyed it. We had a good yeah. time. We drank the shots. Made everyone else money. enjoyed you spending that money. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> Several friends said it made the run back to their cars a little bit more challenging. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was good. And that also that uh, I kind of wish you were there, Robbie, because the just the vibe. You know how it is with the faster bastards after a race when we're all together. Yeah. The know, vibe is good. just. Everyone all, had their grit hats on. Yeah, sunshine. And um, yeah, it was just it was it was awesome. And then. Uh, you know, now back in, I don't really have that much time to improve my fitness for, for, sorry, for, for the, uh, for the half, but 
I, I'm in a good headspace at least. Yeah. That's Go all out and have fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I've got, you know, the, the Boston 5K and then Frederick half and the Cherry Blossom 10 miler. Yes. I forgot I have to do that race too. Frederick or the Cherry? <laughs> cherry Blossom. Are you doing Frederick? I just hate driving to DC. It's like I don't even want to. Think I've never about done it. the race though, and it's like kind of iconic. I, I know feel like we have to. I just try to abstain. It was from one of my DC best ten milers I've ever done. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's great, a great race. I just hate the logistics. I feel you. Of, yeah. of you everything DC. You DC start, is the worst for driving. You start right in front of the Washington Monument. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is. I mean, if you can't get pumped up standing in the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. You know, it's run 10 miles or storm the Capitol. I don't know which. Day. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out on race day. <laughs> I got my Buffalo hat. They should have a choose your own adventure. One will get you in jail for federal offense. The other one, you just get a race tee. With race results, I have this problem. And maybe this is more like ultras and things. Why is it 2022 when you can't get race results like? Instantly? Yeah. Like there's so many races. That or that they're on 20 different platforms. They're like run sign up, send us a text message right after the five K that you got your result like within ten minutes. Well that's nice. Like, Except guess what? I went to Charm City's uh the five K's page yesterday and was trying to search results and it was broken, so I couldn't find anyone. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you go to run sign up though and, and look at the event from run sign up? Uh I didn't, but that's probably again, why doesn't it just direct me to there? Why am I on some other because page? because Charm City has their own website. <laughs> So, uh, real quick though, af- after results, uh, w- did we have any news that we wanted to cover? Just that the um, United Airlines New York Roadrunners half marathons this weekend, and it's a stacked field. Who who all is running? Can you give me some names? Um, let's see. So there's 24 Olympians, eight Paralympians, and six Open Division athletes who hold a half marathon national record in their respective countries. So. Open U.S. Olympic medalists include Galen Rupp, Molly. Well, so Molly Seidel actually just dropped. Um, Sarah Hall. Um, Sarah Hall just has the women's she, the record for the half marathon after she, Houston. Does she run like every race? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She actually talked about that. She's like, people may think that I'm doing it wrong, but it, I love to race. And yeah. if I love to race and that keeps it. running fun, then basically eat a bag away. I mean... I feel like that was a normal thing 30 years ago, right? Yeah. Like you did all the things. If I mean, if you're going to do speed work, why not do it at a race? Yeah. Some of the other exciting like American women, which I get excited about, Des Linden, Emma Bates, uh Annie Frisbee, Kim Conley. Isn't Erica it hard? Kemp. Like the people that have been on the podcast, it's hard for me not, not to, to root, for, root them. for them. Like yeah. they're my favorites. Like if you want if you want us to root for you, you know, be like Frisbee, be like Bates. Probably at the top of your thing list of things to do. Yeah, get on this podcast. Yeah. Plus, it, it usually happens if they're not sponsored. After they're on our podcast, they get sponsored. And two, they or win they like, stuff. Or they like but, break an American yeah, record. Yeah, like look at Kara D'Amato. Yeah. She was nobody before she came on the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right before we jump into the shoe review, we've got, we'll get into our regular interview. Who have we got this week? Brees Partouche. Yeah, it looks like Bryce, but it's Brees. And he's the, the uh, founder of Satisfy Running. Yeah. So you've probably seen them. If not, missing out. Yeah, I dig the I dig the aesthetic for sure. Yeah, they know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. All right, so let's jump in real quick. This is a popular shoe. We got our miles in. Our video review should be out probably by the time 
this uh, podcast is out. It's the New Balance Fresh Foam X 1080 V12. I think you got that right. Nailed it. Yeah, wow, that was kind of I don't impressive. think they include the X in the actual name oh, of the shoe. Yeah. yeah. No, that's like the foam, but like they don't call in it the that actual in the actual title actual of the name. shoe. So you went X above, is going to get you. You went above and beyond. I went above and beyond. So what we have here, just real quick, we have a gusseted tongue, which we always love. We have hypo-knit upper for that stretchy feel. You've got the Fresh Foam X in the midsole for lots of cushioning, and you got some durable rubber. This is a daily trainer. This is a workhorse. Meg, what do you think of this shoe? So the main update that I loved about this shoe is the heel. If if anyone wore the 1080 V11. The heel counter. The, the heel counter. Uh, they had like a stiff. Um, it was like a molded thing. Yeah, like a stiff molded heel that just did not fit my foot right. And it was rubbing and it was uncomfortable and I just didn't like it at all. So anyway, they switched to a more traditional heel counter and fit and it's much better. The shoes do run um, too long. So I would suggest half size down. They are wide, which I didn't hate as much as Thomas with a narrow foot. Um, but it's a really solid, fun daily trainer. I love the cushioning. Um, it's not quite as much as the more, but it's still a good bit of cushioning underfoot. Yeah. So my big gripes with this shoe are that it gained weight, but I think their sizes are off. So I don't know if it gained as much as I think it did. I think if it came, like I should have, I had a 10 and a half last time. I have a 10 and a half this time, this time it runs way too long, way too wide. It's just too big on my foot. It's only a half size off, I think. I think if I got a size 10, it'd probably solve some of these problems. But for me, it kind of took away from this shoe being heavier, like just not fitting as well around the foot. So it made the experience a little less. And on top of that, I have a little confusion because now I'm kind of like, if I want max cushion New Balance, I want the more. Mm -hmm. What's with all the size? I swear all the sizes of every shoe company now are like, they're all off. I know. I feel like it's something they should be able to figure out. Well, but. I'm wondering if it's because of the production problems they're having. They're switching factories. They're moving stuff over. And maybe somehow the lasts or the things are getting mixed up. And a 10, 10 and a half last is landing where, you know, 11 should be yeah. or, or something like that. I'm going to guess is I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's a production error. And from moving factories around. But the quality of the shoe seems really good. Yeah. And some people are super excited because they have higher volume feet or wider. Like, they definitely, balance definitely caters yeah. to that crowd. The hypo knit upper will stretch out and pretty much cover. Like, you're not going to have a shallow toe box in this. It's going to feel good. It's really stretchy over the over the vamp. So, um, I think a lot of people with wider feet are going to love it. Robbie, you also tried it on. You have a narrow foot. The fit wasn't working for you. Yeah, I know. I New Balance is like Patagonia for me. It's like nothing fits right. Like no matter what size I go in, or it just like never feels right to me. So I, I feel just bad. I just got a mental picture of Robbie walking around uh, Patagonia <laughs> trying stuff on and nothing's right. Well, it's like it's like perpetually in between sizes. It's yeah. ridiculous. But anyways, um, yeah. I so I haven't run in it, so I can't tell you. Yeah, color wise, design wise, I love it. It yeah. looks fantastic. Lots of compliments. And whenever we posted it or I wear it around. Uh, people seem to dig it. It's mm-hmm. a great looking shoe. Um, yeah, I fixed the sizing and, uh, I would normally request a half size down just to see if it helps. I think it would. I don't think I need to go through the whole okay. trial for it, but yeah, yeah I, I was a little disappointed with the, the fit. All right. So let's, um, let's move along here and here's Brees. 
All right, first check-in. How's your running doing? Are you relaxed? You having fun? Or are you just getting out there right now and trying to get in the groove? Keep listening to the show, and I'm sure that we'll get you in the groove. Yeah, so today we're here with Bryce from Satisfy Running. Just kind of uh, getting an understanding of your passion for running and how you got started. Yeah, so I... I I grew up in the in the mountains in, in Grenoble. I grew up snowboarding, skateboarding, playing music, uh, in punk bands, and uh, actually I've never been uh, interested in running until my late uh, my late thirties. Like uh, uh-huh. running for me was something very uh, very obscure. When I when I grew up, I I always hated sports. Like uh, you know, I was doing like handball and baseball. I mean, it was fun, but like. Team team sports were definitely not for me, and uh, and that's, that's why I, I I got into skateboarding. You know, there's no there's no score in skateboarding, and uh, I guess uh, I guess I found this uh, connection with running because to me it's just like skateboarding. You know, uh, my approach of running when I started to run was not about performance. It was really about uh, being with with myself, like um, uh, you know, like doing this like uh, uh, trips, kind of you know, like meditative trips. That was my approach of running. I've never been interested in like uh, competitions or races and stuff like this. And I started to run uh, because um, my 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 ex girlfriend at the time she was running, I was not, and you know, she, I just got into running uh, thanks to her and. Um, and it was it was not so difficult for me to run because I've always been pretty like healthy and you know like uh, 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 technically it was easy. The hardest part was just to find my community, to find like uh, the culture around running, and I couldn't find it. I, I couldn't understand the, the the culture because the the brands or the the running clubs and like uh, the people around running. Um, were not really into what I call uh, what I relate to to culture. It was mostly like having a good time. It was more like community, like having a good mm-hmm. time together, and like uh, you know, and and the brands were like promoting like a, a, you know technicality and, and 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 performance, and I felt like so um, so far from this, like I couldn't uh, really make the connection between my uh, practice of running and my experience and uh, the offer. So um, I guess this is how I, I've started to think about like satisfy, you know, like uh, 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 during one of my early run in Paris, uh, maybe it was in 2014 or something, 13 or 14. Um, so this is how I got into running. It's kind of like an, kind of like an accident, I would say. Uh, but Mostly, I think I just wanted to step out of my comfort zone, and um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, and I don't know if like uh, you know running found me or I found running, but uh, it's uh, it's been quite of a, of a journey. Like I was, I, I was never like uh, expected this. Like I would become like a, a runner, you know. But first you are, you know, first you're a jogger, you know, and now you're a runner, and uh, I, I would never like. Uh, I would never think that uh, I would become that guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because I think, Robbie, it, it's interesting because we, we definitely have a love for the culture 
part of running and both of us were also skateboarders and were you know we came into running later like i think there's a big difference between people who grew up in the system of track uh -huh. and com competition and cross country there's a different vibe that comes from them than from these people i i feel like at least for ourselves we kind of found running as like a new religion and in, in later in life and it just kind of fit and we we try to bring in the the things that were like skateboarding and like the record store or you know that coffee shop vibe into into running so it's interesting to hear i don't think we've talked to someone who's lined up as <laughs> like much like i was a skateboarder snowboarder yeah and started running later and also found that you know i'm not a run happy guy i'm not a you know, like bright, sorry, sorry neons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that the clothing, yeah. the apparel d doesn't speak to me the way that, you know, my old pal Peralta shirts and, and stuff like uh, that. No, yes. Yeah, same. I mean, you know, like um, it's such a, um, a unique moment when you run. Some, it's, it's basically the only moment uh, during the day that you're with yourself and you're alone. And to me, there was no point sharing this moment with 20 other people I don't know. Um, so it has never been a question joining like a running club or, you know, like, uh, running with like, uh, you know, like 20 people, you know, I do it sometimes, you know, when, when we organize some, some runs with some friends, mm -hmm. um, for, for satisfy, but like, you know, I, and I like to run sometimes with like one or two friends, you know, but like most of my runs are like, uh, very, um, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm alone so, in my yeah. runs and, and. And it's so it's so it's so important to me. Uh, these moments are super important. That's so interesting because we we actually we run with the group and we run solo, uh, depending. But uh, I find I find there's um, there's a different kind of spirituality in both. So when I'm running solo, yeah, it's meditative. It's you know time to to think and like feel the run. And then when I'm running with a group, it's almost like I can feed off of the energy of the other people around me and maybe push performance a little bit if mm -hmm. I want to. Um, so yeah. you're saying for you though, this is a, a time that you cherish for solo activity. Yes. And, uh, you know, like when I, when I started satisfy, I mean, basically all the design were like, uh, coming from my, from my solo runs, you know, like uh, during my runs, I was just, uh, thinking about the brand, about like, uh, the products about the concept about like the you know like uh, about everything uh so i built the brand uh while running solo yeah um, is, is the brand about and, four uh, or five years old so the we um, we started in 2015 but the first products were on the market in 2016. okay, okay. i remember starting so it's been a six stuff. yeah it's been mm -hmm. six years so so how did you know how did that idea for satisfy come to fruition not just um you know how how you start to think about it but also what in your past kind of influenced yeah. your your idea to start a fashion brand and clearly you have an understanding of fabrics and mm -hmm. and materials that i would say go beyond a regular <laughs> like startup like a, you know when just someone who wants to start a yeah throw, throw some yeah. logos on some t-shirt blanks or something like that there's a lot of design and, and uh, materials behind your product that seems like it's coming from a different angle. 
Yeah, so first of all, I have this uh, expertise and experience within the, the fashion industry because for almost uh, 20 years, um, I had a jeans company. And, um, okay. and jeans is a very difficult uh, product. Uh, but like this is, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I, I've learned everything with, with denim. And uh, this is how I've, uh, I guess, you know, like uh, even if the product is very different, the fabrics are super different. But when you work as a, uh, when you work in this industry, you know, you have to, you have to know about fabrics, you have to know about technologies, you know, and um, and so I always been like, uh, uh, you know, I always went to like fabric fair, always met with. Uh, uh, meals and you know suppliers so I knew what was around I was not using those fabrics but I always knew about technical uh, technical fabrics uh, before that I had a few experiences um, in the like you know in the in the, not the fashion industry but like in the in the apparel let's say apparel uh, industry because like I was uh, I mean I had my first brand when I was 16 and it's uh -huh. funny because like uh, right before our call I was in my uh, bedroom. I, I might, again, I, might, I am at my parents right now, and I was in my uh, teenager bedroom, and I found those like uh, two, those two t-shirts uh, <laughs> from my first brand when I was sixteen. Oh, wow, that's cool! <laughs> and uh, it was like a snowboard slash uh, uh, skateboard brand. It was called Biscuit, okay. and um, it, so I saw those two t-shirts, and then I had another brand. I found also like some shorts and and uh, and t-shirts. And the name of the brand was Pro Capitalist, and it was like a punk skateboard brand. Uh -huh. um, and so I always been like uh, you know like doing stuff. You know I always been like uh, always been like uh, you know playing music, having bands, uh, doing the merch for the band. You know so uh, of course you know as you have the expertise like of my like twenty years like uh, experience with the the, the the denim brand, but also I grew up like you know again I grew up like. Uh, in the punk rock and in the skateboard. So it was all about like, do it yourself, you know? Sure. Uh, we had our own record label, you know, we had our, our like shitty van, we were touring, we were organizing the concerts, you know, and we were like, you know, 16, 17. And so it helps you also to understand. Um, I mean, on top of that, you have the skateboard, you know? So like coming from where I come from, like it helped me to understand uh, how, you know, like how it works, like how you, how to do things, you know? So you make things, you want people to see your things, you know, and the things have to be like always super like uh, uh, relevant and you need like a strong message. Uh, and also you need the dream. You need to have to believe in what you do, you know, and this is what I've always been doing, you know, like, um, you know, when you play like uh, in a punk band or if you have like, uh, you know, into, into the, the skateboarder thing, uh, it's all about like authenticity, you know. So uh, first of all, everything I've been doing has been led by... Uh, authenticity mm -hmm. um, always and uh, and then you have like the you know the knowledge and the expertise and you you grow you grow this through the years and of course like you know after like you know 20 years doing jeans uh, I was kind of ready to start uh, to start satisfy um, and again I've never knew I would do this you know because it's you know to me it's running again right. with something very uh, obscure um, but I started to do Satisfy because when I was running, first of all, like, you know, when I started to run, I was just wearing like a, like a Slayer, like a Slayer distressed t-shirt, you know, <laughs> with holes and like, uh, 
some like uh, you know whatever shorts and some Nikes, and um, and yeah, it was fine. You know, <laughs> it was fine. You know? It was uh, it was it was perfect. You no, know? like the the distressed T-shirt has holes, so I had like some kind of like a venting uh, tech yeah. around my uh, <laughs> my chest, and this is where the idea come from when we did this like moth eaten. Uh, now called Moth Tech T-shirts. Mm. Um, I love. I mean, I always loved running in cotton. So, like, just I'm saying this just to say that you know my my personal experience with running um, really shaped the really shaped uh, uh, the the design of Satisfy, but also the um, the ethos of Satisfy. Mm -hmm. And my my approach of performance when I started to run, like, luckily I've been able to. Experience, uh, you know, what you call like the runner's high or the flow, or, you know, uh, like this uh, this moment uh, when you feel that your brain is kind of floating, you know, and uh, and I guess this is why I want you to you know to run the day after just to experience this again. And my idea, uh, making satisfy, was to create uh, clothes that will help you to reach the high. Uh, it means basically that you don't want to feel anything on your skin when you run. You don't want to be uh, distracted by what you wear, but you are. But what? Sorry, what? With what you are wearing when you when you run. Um, so, so that was the first like uh, first like idea. And of course, then you know when you when you start to run, you, you carry your keys, your phone, and, and then you know like, you tell, your, your you keys tell. start to, to jingle together. Mm -hmm. You know the phone is bouncing everywhere. You know so like all this like uh, all this all this experience uh, had to be transformed into uh, uh, into like technology. And I basically uh, I basically like started to think about like pocketing systems and like you know how the keys. Uh, uh, one jingle together and like uh, how where to put my phone uh, if I don't want it to bounce like how to impeach the sweat from my butt to <laughs> to uh, to touch the screen of my phone you know stuff like this so um, like two levels you know like you have like the first level which is okay how to reach the high so super light products with no distraction like you know uh, flat seams um, fabrics that feel like silk uh, on your skin, and then you have all the systems uh, within your products that will um, uh, enhance this uh, comfort when, when you run. So these were just ideas, and uh, after like uh, a few months, I was uh, finally uh, ready to start the brand and to do some, you know, I started with mockups, with prototypes, and it was very, very do-it-yourself in the beginning, you know, and it's still do-it-yourself, but like mm -hmm. in the very, very beginning, it was basically just, uh, just me, you know. A lot of trial and error when it comes to like creating those utility parts to a garment. Like, were you testing it on yourself? Like, how were you determining? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was just on my. I mean, in the beginning, it was just, uh, just me trying the the stuff, and then some friends, and later on, of course, we are a bit more like organized. But yeah, I mean, the brand was really about my uh, my personal experience with uh, with running. Yeah, I was testing, uh, and I'm still testing everything. Yeah. Second check in. You got to be in the groove by now. 
You've been running for a long time. We've been talking a long time. You know, it should be really smooth right now. But if it's not, maybe pick up your knees a little bit, pump those arms, look off into the distance, look at the horizon, and just try to find that smooth, smooth stride. So what was the, when you came, uh, when the idea for Satisfy came to you, what were the holes or, you know, uh, in the market that you saw that you thought needed to be filled or or fixed, I guess? Two things, uh, the culture and the products. Uh, if you look at the culture, again, like I was not moved or touched by the existing culture, like all the products. I mean, what I like to do is to add cultural value to the products. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I, I mean, I couldn't see it. Maybe, 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 you know, maybe some brands, I, you know, they try to do it, but like to me, it was not very uh, clear or I didn't get it. I don't know. Um, but to me, there was no clear references to any culture within the product or within like the, the brand's DNAs. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, coming from skateboarding culture is the most important thing. So, so, um, so yeah, so I, 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 uh, I don't know if I was trying to fill in the gap because I don't think like this It's really when I do something, I, it's really about like, uh, what I feel mm -hmm. and about my experience. So, uh, uh, it's, it's part of course, like filling some gaps because, uh, if I do it is because like, I can't find it, Right. but it's also, um, uh, yeah, it's also, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like challenging the status quo, you know, like be like, okay, there's no reason why there is like, you know, like 10, 10 brands, like 10 sports brands in the world when you have like hundreds of thousands fashion brands, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, right. So I, I, I found, the, I found the, the, the category very limited and everybody was doing the same thing, but overall it's, products are not sustainable. I mean, the existing products were not sustainable. And also like the, the products were like super cheap, uh, cheap in terms of like, um, quality. Yeah. And, uh, coming from where I come from, you know, I like fabrics. I like, uh, I like, uh, I like beautiful hand fields. Um, when it comes to fabric, I like, uh, I like, uh, when products are respected and basically like, uh, the, the message uh, from the all these act, activewear brands was not relevant to me. So, so yeah, so I, that's why I've, I've started the brand. I would have never started a brand if, um, you know, the last thing you want to do is to make another like uh, Nike or Adidas, you know, mm -hmm. like, you, you know, there's no point, you know, yeah. first you can't compete with them. Uh, but also like, you know, it has nothing, uh, much to say actually. So, so, um, my approach was very, uh, uh, product and, and, and culture oriented. I'm going to guess, uh, that you don't see anybody that you feel is competitive to satisfy in the running space, just how you talk about it being unique. So if there's not a brand that you feel like is relevant to you in the running space, where in fashion or where in another culture do you find satisfy lining up with or do you find aspirational in your your work that you're like okay these people are doing it and i dig what's going on over there 
I'd like Satisfy to be thought of in the same circle? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I uh, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, performance brands I like. You know, of course, I like, you know, I like Arcterix. You know, I like some uh, some products from the North Face. You know, like products are just uh, beautiful and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know, fabrics are, you know, sometimes, sometimes they use like amazing fabrics. And, you know, so I really respect those brands. Um, but like... It's true that I find more connections with uh, some other brands like uh, fashion brands and, you know, like I like, uh, no, I like, uh, I like Acne Studios, for example. I really respect uh, this brand because uh, they they have this like uh, discipline in terms of like product distribution, you know, they could have been like so much bigger, but, you know, they just uh, continue to do what they do. I really respect this. Um and the smaller uh, smaller brands like our legacy Swedish brand as well, you know, we 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 have done a few collabs with them, you know, like same vibe, you know, they are, these people are just like uh, doing doing what they like. It's really like a bunch of passion passionate people making like um, uh, super like uh, well made and nice uh, uh, products. So I like this. I like this type of uh, of brands when you have like a discipline and a, and a beautiful uh, product with a, with a community uh, and a dream. That's so important. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Like uh, the all the, the like, performance brands, the other performance brands have like a, a big dream. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe selling more. Or, you know, something like this. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. It's a I mean, I, I could see, be a dream. Why not? You know, I get. I also see yeah. the confluence of fashion and performance in general coming closer together. Like what we're wearing for our casual or what we wear around has more performance features in it than in previous years. But we're seeing those two things come together. Do you feel like there is a like? that that is a trend that we're going to continue to see and expand is that it's going to become more hard to separate like the, the genre of this is purely athletic or this is purely fashion. Um, obviously we see people wearing, you mentioned like North face, you see people wearing technical jackets that are meant for alpinists that are going <laughs> to climb uh, Everest, but they're also wearing them in Manhattan on the street as a symbol of fashion. Is that something that you see just kind of continue to grow? Is that where Satisfy would have some interest in being that kind of crossover brand? Yes, but you know, it, it has always been the same. You know, like I remember when we were skateboarding, we were wearing like Dickies pants and military stuff, you sure. know, military yeah. products, cargo pants, you know. Yeah. So it's always been like this. Like, you know, I'm not like uh, shocked or, or, you know, I think it's normal. Like, I, I think what is important is, um, Brands are, uh, I think, I think where brands get it wrong, it's when you have like a technical brand that try to be a uh, lifestyle and it's not the brand who is going to decide it's if it is lifestyle mm-hmm. or not. That's, that's the people, the consumer, you know? Mm-hmm. So every time I see like a, a performance brand, like posting on Instagram or whatever, like a lifestyle picture, I'm a bit like, okay, what are you doing? You know, like mm-hmm. you should mm-hmm. keep on, you know, uh, promoting like, uh, your lifestyle, which is like, you know, let's say like mountaineering or, you know, like going out, you know, the outdoors. Um, and, you know, consumers are smart enough to know that, okay, this jacket, I can also wear it, you know. 
uh, uh, in the city, you know. So, yeah. but it, it, it's it's something that I've been always, uh, always. Uh, I think it's cool that it's like this, you know. Um, I always like this idea of like uh, stealing from, uh, you know, stealing from like a, a utility uh, uh, wardrobe. Um, and to bring it to the to other like uh, um, cultures, you know. And we've been doing this like forever, like the motorcycle jackets, like the bomber jacket, yeah. the jeans, you know, everything we wear, like all the classic products we are wearing, are not supposed to be right. uh, uh, one the way we we do it, you know. Yeah, I mean it's funny because uh, a while back we had a guest on that has worked with many many brands, and it, you know. He said now that some of the sports brands try to make casual mm. casual shoes or something. So and he said nobody made casual shoes. They made performance shoes that turned into fashion. So the converse was actually a basketball shoe. That the Jordans yeah. were a basketball shoe. And, you know, these shoes yeah. that now are fashion, they started off mm-hmm. not with the intention to be fashion. They just became fashion. No, no, exactly. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, like again, uh, but I guess at some point, you know, it's, if you if you like a big company, it's very hard to stop at some point, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I understand why they do it. It's just, uh, you know, um, you know what what matters is like it's not like, uh, um, you know, it's it's a bit like uh, this. Forget this song, you know. Never mind what's been selling; it's what you're buying, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, obviously, we hear the passion behind your product. We hear the quality that you're using in the fabrics and the the thought process that you go through. Obviously, Satisfy is a premium brand. The price is going to be, um, you know, quite a bit more than some other brands. When you like, how how when you go to market, are you saying, okay, hey, this this product, which is normally People are used to purchase this. How do you uh, set the price for, for like some of the products? We we produce in in Europe um, with fabrics um, from France, from Switzerland, from Japan, from Italy, and uh, when we buy fabrics from Europe, uh, we produce in Europe. When mm. we buy fabrics from Japan, we produce in Japan ah. in order to to be sustainable. See, that's um, that's the one thing that. We talk to a lot of companies and you always hear the sustainability tag because that's hot. You know, everybody wants to be in on it, except some some of these companies, they're shipping across the world all their all their different pieces and products to the factories. And it defeats the entire purpose of sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability is is not only about the fabrics. That's easy to buy a recycled polyester today. You know, Mm -hmm. every brand have access to uh, a, a recycled polyester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's more difficult? It's a, it's the whole supply. It's like where are you going to produce? How are you going to dye the fabric? Like uh, um, overstock. You know, do you want to have overstock? Yeah. Do you want to put your product on sale? Do you want to do you want to play the game of the markdown? You know, this is not sustainable. So the the technology and the recycled fabric or sustainable fabric is maybe like you know it's ten percent of the whole conversation. You know. So uh, at Satisfy, we have some recycled fabrics, and but we also have a sustainable um, supply chain, uh, which uh, which uh, which is very important, I think. And uh, to circle back to your question about pricing, 
Um, I think today it's it's just not normal actually to buy a pair of shorts for forty dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it, it shouldn't be like this. It's not normal. Like forty dollars means that the cost of the shorts is something like $10. you know like six dollars. <laughs> yeah, six dollars. Yeah. How is it possible? Right. The fabrics, the making, the shipping. Like how you know? It, it, but of course, like people are used to this price. So when Satisfy comes with like a two hundred fifty dollars pair of shorts. It's like wow, what the fuck, you know? But <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 I understand. But it's a bit like the jeans, the jeans industry, you know, like uh, pre two thousand. You know, jeans were like I don't know, like fifty dollars, sixty dollars, eighty dollars, maybe. Then then two thousand to two thousand, you know, fifteen, jeans were like three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all about like explaining why. And jeans uh, went from, uh, let's say, $100 to $300 because we started to use fabric from Japan, made in Japan. Uh, the, the, the washing was much more sustainable. You know, you use less water. You, it's like whole handmade. You know, so when you tell mm-hmm. the story, like you, you're not only buying like a product, you also buy like a craftsmanship and know-how. Uh, so, same with, uh, with 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 Satisfy, we uh, you know, we are certainly like you know the most expensive uh, running brand, but we also uh, our products are also like the you know I'm not going to say the best because it doesn't um, you know like every brand can say like you know my product are the best. It's not that, but like we basically um, allow people to have access to some technology that are normally. Uh, um, used for like pro athletes, like like products that you will never see like in a Nike store, but you will see other Nike's athletes, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it's a change of scale. Like we 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 uh, we provide our community um, some amazing fabrics that normally only like the 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 pro athletes. Um, could um, could run with so that's that's uh, one part of the of, of the answer so like the the fabrics and the technology sure. but also our our process we um, we develop everything in house we don't work with um, you know we don't develop products with like uh, factories like uh, most of the brands you know, we don't send like a, a tech sheet or a tech pack to the factory. We actually buy the fabric, we buy the trims, we have a pattern maker in-house, we have like a prototype maker in-house, we make everything in-house, we we prototype the product and the product is confirmed before we send it to the factory. Um, so that's a completely different uh, approach of making products, which is uh, more sustainable, but also which is more precise and uh, that, that's why also our products are, are more expensive because the development takes uh, much more time and it involves like uh, uh, many uh, many steps uh, within the process. Okay, so to dumb it down, like for our audience, we're talking about limited runs, so you're not doing mass um, like, runs of, of clothing that you're yes. gonna have overstock. So that's the first thing, and anybody knows the less you make, the more it costs to, to develop that. Then you're saying that you're also making it and developing it within the country that it's the origin of the fabric is from, correct? Yes, or Europe, because for, mm. for example, yeah. we work a lot with France as fabric for for fabrics, but we produce in Portugal. Okay, 
And so the, the people who are actually putting it together, the craftsmen are being paid a higher wage than. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, I mean, P- Portugal, like, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, P- Portugal is like, uh, you know, we work with uh, one of the best factories in the world. And this factory is based in Portugal. And, you know, um, the, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's Europe, you know. It's, <laughs> right. uh, and lastly, the, the materials <laughs> yeah. are higher quality than you would typically get from, like, you can't even get them. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, like a, like a concrete example, you know, like one meter of fabric, like one meter of a satisfied fabric cost uh, 20 euros. Uh, uh-huh. 20 euros and and you know if I mean if you put it in uh, in the if you compare with like a 40 dollars pair of shorts you know yeah right and, and, and like the what like, so a short is like you know like 30 centimeters of fabric you know uh, you know like it, it's it's like in the end like you, you have like a, basically I don't want to break down like the price like this of the of the of the product but basically uh, uh we um, we uh, we are actually super happy to be able to to work with like those like type of fabrics. Uh, they are they are certainly super expensive, but they are also like uh, made in the most uh, sustainable way in France, and um, and that's a choice. And I again, I don't think the world needs another like uh, you know Nike or Adidas. Yeah, yeah. And again, like I'm, I'm really like a. I really respect those brands. I really respect Nike, Adidas. It's not about that, you know. Mm. It's just that we we don't need another one, you know. So yeah. my point is that uh, uh, you know uh, we we like being a niche a niche brand. It's very uh, it's very important for us. And um, I think that's really helpful, and, uh, though. And, uh, like knowing some of the things that go into it, and like you said, you are a niche brand, and you're also, I think, for some people. There's people that are going to appreciate that and be like, okay, I want these fine things. I want something that's well thought out product. And of course there's people that, you know, will go to McDonald's for a hamburger versus going to a a restaurant. Uh, I know you're vegan, so you won't go to either, (laughs) but, um, uh, but you know, the, the quality of the, the, you could, you could take this down the line for any product or any, uh, service you're going to get what you pay for, but, you know, being able to kind of point out those, those different qualities of your product, I think will help people understand. Because I think if you're looking at it online and you're just seeing a picture of it, you may not understand what separates satisfy from say, um, you know, a a different brand that's using, you know, uh, like you said, a factory template like whatever uh, nylon they have there at the factory mm-hmm. and yeah. pumping it out with the, the same stuff. So I think that that helps people and, and kind of gives them an idea of why uh, you're going to pay a premium price for a premium product. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And um, the physical connection with our product is very important for us. This is uh, why we, um, you know, we, we are mostly uh, a D2C brand. So we mostly distribute through our own uh, e-com, but we are also very happy to work with partners, you know, to work with wholesale to make the product um, accessible. Like you can actually, you know, interact and touch the fabrics and see the products. I definitely feel uh, trying the shorts for us. I I know both Robbie and I were blown away by the shorts. 
Yeah, I mean that uh, is it. Take this like the justice fabric that you use for the shorts. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, <laughs> feels really yeah. nice. Like you can, I can feel the difference in the mm-hmm. shorts. It's hard to tell somebody that from a photograph or uh, another way. Yeah, no, yeah. But you've you. But it's you've, all about that. It's yeah. all about uh, yeah. It's but as you said, it's all about like uh, feeling. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, like. If you if you I mean if you run a lot you know it's uh, I mean it's um, when you think about it you know like you know if you run every day you know you will have, you will have wear these shorts like you know every day yeah. uh, it's nice to have like a, a nice something product. that you enjoy having uh, against your skin yes the and, yeah, and exactly. that is the truth and the, you know we we just received the shorts uh, I, I guess we've had them for about two weeks now uh, or so maybe not even yeah. um, and and it's that is a thing like. When I talk about the price of a product and how it sits around, and you talk about sustainability on this end is where I see su- sustainability yeah. for runners. Is it like my shorts last years? Like I'm not, you know, it's not like I I wear them for a season and they're gone. It's you, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pull out some of my favorite shorts that I've had for six, seven years or some of my favorite shorts to still run in today. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, I feel like if you, you have, if, I mean, if, if that is a thing where you're wearing them hundreds of times, if you think about it per cost per use, it's really, I mean, there's yeah. value there. But also, <laughs> if you're buying qu- more quality goods, then you're being more sustainable by default because it's lasting longer than your throwaway pair from the outlets at, you know, and not to go on a, on a rant here. But <laughs> the know. thing is, for, for me, I, I, I do run a lot. And it's important to me to feel comfortable and confident in the stuff that, that we put in. And it's like the skateboard stuff. I want to have stuff that fits the culture. So mm-hmm. I think that you're oh, nailing uh, it there. Uh, yes. Oh, thank you. No, no, exa- exactly. You, I mean, uh, we, um, you know, it's, the, the product is very, very important, but it's not only about the product. Like, you know, I think if we buy, we, we buy brands because we, we um you know we we buy we buy the idea of uh, who we can be or what we could do wearing the brand or you know or having a product uh, so it goes beyond just uh, just a product of course the product has to be super good uh, but also if uh, when buying a product you support like a culture and you show also to the people around you like you you, you know who you are you know what you support mm-hmm. um I think uh, I think uh, you know uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean I, I don't I want to I don't want to say I don't want to say that it's like you know the price to pay, but it's just uh, <laughs> it's just uh, price. I mean your know, price is like uh, you know it's like it's like uh, you know I mean it, it's like uh, it's 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 almost like a, a, a sensation, you know. Like I mean I remember when I was younger and I didn't have money and and I was like a, a student and. I was not really eating at lunch to be able to buy, you know, like some some jeans or like some skateboard stuff, you know, like uh, you find, you know, you, you find a solution. And of course, it's not very healthy, but like when you love like a culture so much, you know, like you 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 tend to do like crazy, crazy things for it. Yeah. Um, and um, and uh, and and so when people say that, OK, the brand is super expensive and, you know, and, and yeah, and I. 
I, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but like, you know, you don't have to buy Satisfy, you know, there's plenty yeah. of other brands, <laughs> exactly. you know, right. and, 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 and maybe Satisfy is not for you, it's not for you, and I'm sorry, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. but at the same time, what we do, uh, okay, shorts are 250 euros, but like, you know, we have less expensive products because what is cool is when like everybody can own a piece of satisfy so maybe some people couldn't get like the the shorts you know but you can buy like the banana or like a t-shirt or you know and and be part of the culture you know mm -hmm. so it's not really about like how much you pay your shorts or you know it's all yeah. about like uh, but uh we do being recommend part the of the culture and <laughs> understanding the culture and but also like we, you don't have to be a consumer of satisfied to understand satisfied to love satisfied you know sure sure uh, and it could inspire don't need somebody to, else to to create ex something yeah so. yeah no ex ex exactly so uh yeah do you remember what your first skateboard deck was uh yes it was uh well i'm not sure if it was um uh one of those first like double tail so it was a vision skateboard, uh, like a, you know, like vision, uh, the vision skateboard, like with two with two tail. Right after, I got the first uh, Santa Cruz ever slick. All right. Remember, like the ever slick with like the yeah. the coating, you know, to make like slides yeah. and stuff. My first uh, deck was a slick. My favorite too. <laughs> one was. Oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite one was uh, the the Dave Lee, uh, Dave Lee burger. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it was like, uh, yeah, it was cool. And I, but I always been like, uh, yeah, I like the David Lee burger, but also I was a fan of like, uh, alien workshop. I found those like boards much more like, uh, um, resilient than the, than the other boards. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was a little pre some of the, some of the, I was uh, like, that was stuff. that was kind of when I came in was the alien workshop yeah. era. I and was big zero and toy crawl. machine. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I want to come back real quick to one thing that stood out to me when you're talking about the fabrics you were talking about the cotton, you use cotton in some of your apparel, which is interesting because you really see people moving away from cotton. And I think it's coming back. I think so too, which I like because I actually defend the cotton t-shirt as a running shirt because it, it's, it's perfectly fine for temperatures in the 50 to 75. Like there's nothing wrong with wearing a cotton shirt. And when it gets warmer than that, you take your shirt off. Exactly. <laughs> so I, and, yeah. uh, I feel like where there's not enough of that. And I'm, I'm, I was happy to see that you're, you know, you have some products that are made of cotton. Yeah. We support cotton. I love cotton. I love to run with cotton. Um, I like to see like, uh, you know, like my sweat stains, uh, on my t-shirt, you know, <laughs> after a run. Um, I also think I, it, it's um, easier to print on cotton than it is on the uh, the technical fabrics. Like you can do more design. So, the the yes, more design you, but choices. Yes, yes, yes. But also, like uh, I mean, it, it came it came from my first experience with running. You know, I started to run again with like some band tees and stuff. But like, I wanted to bring back bring back uh, cotton uh, within the. Um, Within running, because first I like it, but also I uh, really think it's perfect to run like you know 10k, even 20k. I mean, I ran 30k yeah. with with cotton, and I was I was fine, you know, like no chafing or you know. But like the way we brought it back was with uh, this tech that we called uh, moth tech. So we have like bunch of moth holes. Um, how, how does how do uh, you on do the t-shirt and. 
Like what's uh, the process? It's like a handmade actually. Oh, oh really? Yeah, the process is so the first prototypes I made it by hand. Uh, so I used like a, some kind of like a, you know like a big like hook, kind of like a you know like metal hook, and I did it by hand basically, and uh, I I did it like on the I mapped the holes uh, where like uh, you know body is supposed to sweat the most when you when when you run, and I did it by hand. And uh, send it to the factory, and uh, and then now they're using like a, like a la- they do it with laser, uh, but which is funny because basically like most they never uh, eat cotton, you know, <laughs> uh, they eat wool and silk, but not cotton. <laughs> uh, uh, I knew that, but you know, it's just uh, it's it, you know there was this idea of like uh, the. The, the distressed moth eaten hole that I really liked. Yeah. Um, so we kept the name. Um, so yeah, cotton is super fine uh, for us actually. Um, and uh, I don't know why uh, I don't know why cotton has like a bad reputation. I, think, for, I mean, for running. I mean, you know. it got it was it was when Under Armour came out and they were like, you need performance mm. fabrics for running. They did a whole campaign against cotton. And I mean, yeah. cotton, there is a disadvantage if you're wearing football pads and you have a cotton T-shirt and your sweat is weighing down the cotton shirt. I see that there are benefits, but for the majority no, yeah. for runners and stuff like that, if you're running six miles. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's not going to hold you up that bad. But uh, like Robbie no, said, it's also exactly. temperature dependent. And but but you also have Merino, too, which is my favorite uh, fabric. So, uh, yes. Yes, uh, merino wool is amazing. Uh, as you may know, merino wool is one of the most uh, technical fabrics, and mm-hmm. it's all natural. And our merino wool is actually the lightest merino wool in the world, and it's made in Japan. So the fabric is from Japan. So we make the products, our cloud merino uh, products, we are made in Japan, and they are also hand tie dye in Japan. Oh, cool. Um, and yes, uh, I, I really love them. Um, we have the short sleeves and the long sleeves. Uh, we are working on some new merino uh, products for fall winter, uh, for the next uh, fall winter. And um, we are talking about natural fabrics. We also have two other fabrics that are very interesting. One is called Dermapis. So it's a cotton mixed with a seaweed. And that's, Dermapis? Um, yeah, Dermapis. Okay, Dermapis. Yeah, that's the name of, uh, this is how we, we, we called it. And basically this fabric is very nice on the skin. So it's most like, it's, it's, it's mostly for like post run mm, um, nice. usage, but like you, you, the fabric is anti-irritating. Uh, so it's very nice on the skin. So especially if you have run like, you know, let's say, uh, you know, you, like let's say you have run like uh, you know it was hot you know and you have like uh, like salt on your skin you know like it's kind of like itchy and it's not very nice so this 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 fabric tends to to calm uh, to calm your uh, the skin irritation um, so that's a fabric we are uh, we have launched it um, a year ago and there is more coming for the month of May this year. And another fabric that we are launching at the same time in May is a nylon made from plants. So nylon is normally made from um, plastic, petrol, you know, it's it's polyamide, you know. 
but this nylon is made from like castor oil. So it has a, a part of it is very uh, sustainable. Of course, the, the process is still like uh, polymerization. So it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's chemi uh, chemical, but the, the, the source is vegetal. Cool. Um, so that's very interesting as well. So as much as we can, we are really pushing for like natural fabrics yeah. um, and natural technologies. Yeah, that's really cool. So what's your what's your favorite piece of satisfy uh, apparel? So I guess it's, I mean I always run with the most uh, the most okay. like uh, muscle tee, the long sleeve merino, uh -huh. and the two point five or the three uh, trail shorts. Gotcha. I wear the tie-dye uh, socks, and I always wear a bandana. Nice. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah, and it's not the, not always the Polartec one, though, right? Uh, I, uh, I love the Polartec. Uh, uh, I, uh, I use the Polartec when it's very, cold. very cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I use the Polartec. Um, it's funny because I stopped wearing jacket when I run. I don't like jacket when I run. Um, I'm too hot when I when I run with uh, or it's too warm when I run with with jacket. So now I just uh, layer um, the long sleeve merino and the 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 polar tech, and I'm good uh, when even when it's like minus five degrees uh, Celsius. Wow. I don't know uh, how you how it's how it is in in Fahrenheit, but it's pretty cold. Yeah. No, it gets it's same for shorts. Like when it's very cold, like I wear shorts. I don't like tights, and you know, I mean. I like to wear shorts. I mean, you're never really cold with on your legs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, unless like, of course, if you run in the snow and, you know, but like, it's pretty rare for me to run in the snow, yeah. unfortunately. And if anyone's wondering if the gear uh, holds up to the longer distances, it was cool. Last year, uh, one of your athletes, Michael Vierstig, won the Cocodono uh, race. Two, two, what, 240? Two, I thought it was oh, 231 or something. 250, yeah. Two, yeah. It's a lot of miles. It's, it's, it's more than 200 <laughs> miles. Across Arizona. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, our products, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, he didn't win because of our products, obviously, but I mean, he uh, he's, a, he's, a great, uh, he's a great athlete. I'm super happy uh, yeah. to, he's a great athlete and a great person. Cool. I'm super happy to, to collaborate with him, yeah. All right, final check-in. I know it. You're in the groove. I can feel it. I can feel it through your headphones. It's being transmitted right back to me. You're grooving. You're feeling good. This run is almost finished. You're having fun, and you're going to enjoy the rest of your day. So hopefully it was as groovy as I feel that it should be. But let's get out there. You know you're just going to do this again tomorrow. So you might as well have fun. Talk to you soon. I'm going to ask you for a product that you don't make, which is running shoes. What's your favorite daily trainer or race shoe? Uh, at the moment, I, lot, I run a lot with my Nordas. Uh, I love Norda shoes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I use them for both trail and um, trail and um, and, uh, and road. Mm -hmm. um, I also like Hoka. Cool. Okay. Yeah, the Norda yeah. was surprisingly – it's probably my favorite – uh, road to trail shoe like it's just great for any situation really they did a really nice job yeah no it's yes 
if I have to bring just one pair of uh, uh, running shoes, uh, which I did actually, uh, 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 again, I'm at, I'm at my parents right now, and I arrived earlier today, mm-hmm. and I just brought my Nordas, and you know, this week I will do like trail and, and road, and these are perfect. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Um, I have one last question. Hit it. What's your favorite, uh, like, band running shirt? Do you, <laughs> do you still run in your band shirts as well? Uh, yeah, I still do it. I still run with my band tees. And uh, it's a hard question. Uh, last question. Um, at some point, I was running a lot with my Dark Throne t-shirt. Okay. It's a black metal band from Norway. Uh also, I run with. I'm trying to think like which one because I crop, you know, I crop, I crop sleeves. I don't like, I don't like t-shirts. I, I run with long sleeves yeah. or crop sleeves. Gotcha. I don't see the point of. I don't understand short sleeve <laughs> t-shirts. <you know? laughs> most people, most people do, but I don't understand. I mean, it's hot, okay? No sleeves. It's cold. Long sleeve. I don't understand the short sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> no in between for you. That's a good point. <laughs> but but uh, but ninety nine percent of the population must uh, think the opposite. So uh, I, I must be a weirdo. Uh, but yeah, I like my dark throne t shirt and um, what else? Yeah, always some like Metallica t shirts and nice. and like I mean mostly like heavy metal because I, I love heavy metal and punk and stuff like this. Nice. Um, but like when I started to run, I was running with my Slayer t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which we, would be Ober's yeah. favorite. Yeah, we, we, have, we have a friend who <laughs> often runs in his Slayer t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay. Well, uh, Brees, thank you so much for coming on. It's a really cool conversation. Yeah. Um, and we thank we, you for having me. It was really, uh, really great to uh, speak to you guys. Yeah, and we are genuinely really enjoying the product. So. Uh, we are known, I don't, you probably don't know this, but, uh, we are pretty much known for calling bullshit when there's bullshit and, uh, <laughs> you know, the, this product, I, I really like the shorts quite a bit. I, I know Robbie and I have talked back and forth about it. I just wore them last night on the trails. I, actually, I wore them last night <laughs> in the group run. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, it, my wife you. said to me today, cause I threw some stuff in the wash. She says, or anything that can't go in the dryer? And I said, make sure those shorts go on the hanging <laughs> rack. So. Yeah. No, thank you. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So that wraps it up. That was fascinating with Brees. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I always like talking to people from other countries. Yeah. I feel much more cultured. Right? It's <laughs> it's not like he said anything that I couldn't have heard from someone in the U.S., but with the French accent, you're like, hmm. Sounds better. Yeah, I believe everything yeah. you say. <laughs> that makes total sense. He could be like, he could tell me that Carlo Rossi wine was the best stuff out there. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You're, you're in France. It is from grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. Let's wrap this up. I hope everybody had a great time listening. Thanks again for tuning in. And, you know, if you could, what really would help this podcast out is if you could go ahead and rate it on whatever device you're listening to it on, not device, I guess, platform, whether it's your iTunes, iPod, 
What do they call that? Is that iPods are no longer a thing? What is it? What is the uh, Apple iTunes? Discmans. No, what? <laughs> yeah, does it on your on your Walkman. Um, what is what? No, what's CD the app? Players. What's the app for iTunes? It's just it's iTunes. It's just the podcast app. Okay, oh. the podcast app. Yeah, and then uh, Spotify, of course. If you could give us a rating and even a review, that would be awesome. It really helps out, helps out the show. Gets other people to uh, maybe try it out. Mm-hmm. So we'd appreciate that. But thanks for listening, Robbie. Who do you want to thank? Um, I'd like to thank, and again, I never know. What about Brees? Brees is a cool guy. Yeah. You can thank him for coming. I'll thank him. Thank him for, actually, I will thank him or whoever was responsible for sending us some satisfied gear because those shorts are real nice. Yeah. And you've been rocking that hat like, uh, a lot. Actually, I've only worn the hat a couple times, but I did. It's wear, always with me though. I wore the, <laughs> the cloud merino one the other night when it was like 50 degrees. That's warm. Was, really nice okay and i always doubt it's gonna sound like a pitch in this but i always doubt when people say oh yeah it dries quickly it does this and this but i was shocked i was like i had sweated in it and sweat sweated and got wet (laughs) and it was dry within like uh, like 10 minutes it was kind of that's insane yeah was it on top of your car engine or something uh, no, it was, uh, it was just hanging out in my house. All right. So, Meg, I'm going to catch you mid yawn. You know who you got to thank. Oh, no. I just say hi to mom. Oh, well, uh, hi, thanks, mom. Robin. Don't thank her. For and me. I guess thanks for being awesome. Thanks for being my mom. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the weather gods for this morning and not having another terrible day. It was for beautiful my this morning. Did you run this morning, Rob? I ran last night. Because okay. it was 60 degrees at 9 o'clock at night, yeah. Yeah. and it was great. Probably with Ben Adams or something. No, by myself, actually. Oh, really? Just 9 o'clock, boom, out the door. <laughs> and you know what I was Meanwhile, doing? Meanwhile, I was asleep. Head was hitting the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there wasn't, I didn't see any other runners. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that wraps it up. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.